Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. That's what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did it more than once. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really unusual. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. What up, party people? Episode 83, Wake and Rake Podcast, Will Middlebrooks. Danny Vietti, all part of the Believe Network. A lot going on, Brooksy, man. There's a lot of drama. It's like drama, it's, man. It's May and there's drama, man. What's, like what's drama. baseball without drama, though? Is it? But listen, listen. It 162 good? games in 180 days-ish. There's a few more off days now, like 183, 184 days. Without drama, it's boring. That's what I'm saying. Like- and I love baseball more than anyone. But if, if there's not drama or something for us to talk about, Yes, tired. So it's good oh, for I the game. The drama. <laughs> so it's good. For, it's good for the game. That was my next follow up question. Keeps like, it relevant, good. in my opinion. Do you think it's good for people to be only okay when you look at the headlines on your mainstream media today, which is Wednesday, May seventeenth? Everybody's going to talk about how the Yankees could potentially be cheating. Do you think that's good for the game or bad for the game? Uh, it goes both ways. We're talking about baseball, which is great. You never want to see baseball and cheating in, in a headline because right. that will push people away. That might push parents away from putting it in front of their kids or whatever. It, we can just jump right into this if you want. The, well, the, I, the Blue I, Jays. I, I do have to read an, an advertisement because that's kind of part of it. Do our, your thing, Daniel. You know what I mean? Like we're part of this new Believe startup. You might even be watching this episode on the Believe network, the, the television network. We, we, big development. How cool, with the how cool is that? That's pretty we, sick. We made it on TV. Hi, we mom. Made it. Hi, mom. We finally made it, ma. Well, mom, listen to this. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, golf to USC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. So head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code believe B L E A V to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Now we can get into it. Yankees, blue Jays, whole lot of drama up there and our, yeah. uh, our homeland of Canada, the, the Rogers center. Um, I just want to come out and say, Square one. I, I was pretty active on on Twitter talking about the f- two nights ago with, with the Aaron Judge situation with his eyes cutting over to either the bench or the first base coach. And I think it ended up coming out that it was the base coaches because the lefty hitters were cutting over. One through nine, there were guys doing this, right? Let me just say, if they have a tip on the pitcher, if he's doing something that the hitter can't see, but the coaches can, and they look and get those signs from the catcher, or for, excuse me, from the first base or third base coach. It's not cheating. It's not che- it, if you're tipping your pitches, or if my initial thought was because I'm I'm breaking this down. I'm watching it in slow mo. I'm watching it a million times in a row. The judge at bat. 
So I couldn't tell if Christian Kirk was going. Is his name Christian? Alejandro. Christian Kirk is the receiver. Yes. From area. Yeah. So, so let's, and, let's start and you're in Florida. So he's down yeah. the road in Jacksonville. Yeah, so he's in sense. Jacksonville now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Goro High School in Arizona, by the way. But let's get back on track because <laughs> let's talk baseball. And um, so Kirk is putting down – he goes to his pitch calm, which is on his knee. He can take it off because it's Velcro. Puts it between his legs, but then drops some fingers down too. So I'm thinking, okay, like he definitely put like a three down, which is normally slider. That's the pitch that Jay Jackson threw three times, excuse me, six times in a row. Eventually it was a hanging one, three, two that he hit into someone's lobster bisque in center field into that restaurant. And um, I'm thinking, okay, he, he goes in his setup with like the knee down, which a lot of catchers, one knee down, that's like their setup now. And it's pretty open. He was pretty open to the first base coach. Well, my initial thought was the first base coach is picking his signs. We used to do this in high school. This goes back in the little league. Yes. If you show me your signs, that's like if we're playing Texas Hold'em and you show me you have two aces, I'm not going to call you. It's not like, oh, can't look. Right. That ain't how it works. That's why we give signs. That's why catchers hide their signs. That's part of it. So if, if you're going to give me the sign, I'm going to take it. It's not cheating. All right. So then I talked to some people on the inside. I'm not going to give names because they asked me not to, but I talked to some people that were in that game. It was Mike Trout. Nope. In that game, Mike Trout does not play for the Blue Jays or the Yankees. It wasn't yes. Aaron Judge because he doesn't follow you on Twitter. It wasn't Aaron Judge. He doesn't that follow. doesn't mean that it wasn't him. But I talked to somebody with the Blue Jays. They were using Pitchcom. So it wasn't signs. So it was clearly a tip that the pitcher had that the hitter couldn't see from the box. Someone could either see it from down at the end of the dugout, which I don't think was the case because both coaches, I think, ha were able to see it because the lefties were looking at the third base coach. Um, so they could see something, whether it was the grip or something. If he preset the grip, maybe in his hand behind his leg. Sometimes pitchers do that. You were a pitcher, you knew. Some guys would, you know, have their slider or what they want to throw already gripped and they would go in their glove. That way they don't move around in their glove. If the coaches can see that and they're going to go hands on hips for breaking ball, hands down for fastball. I want to know Aaron judge best hitter in the world. He probably wants to know too. It's the big leagues. You want to know what pitch is coming. If someone tells you, I don't want to know they're lying. So I'll say it again. That is not cheating. That's part of the game. It's gamesmanship. It's part of the cat and mouse. And Jay Jackson came out and said to the media, I went back and watched video and I was tipping my pitches. There you go. Not cheating. The Yankees are very good at having a, a a group within their system and their organization that works in the video department, and they look for these things. Every team does. They will try to find a tip on every single pitcher they face. Most teams do that. It's the big leagues. Guys throw 100. They throw four nasty pitches. If you can get a leg up and advantage and know what's coming, more power to you. Now, last night, Domingo Herman, not exactly your model citizen at this point. And I think you had a good post on our on our account um, showing just the past three or four years uh, of his career, his personal life, his off-the-field issues with domestic violence. Um, he's not helping himself. All right? And if you remember about a month ago, this same umpiring crew said, hey, your hand's sticky. Go wash it off. Remember that? It was a big stink because oh, yeah. they let him wash his hand. Gave him a second chance because they weren't sure if it was rosin. Sometimes you keep rosin, 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 sweat, sweat, sweat. It can kind of build up, like Scherzer said. 
Um, and it can get really, really sticky over the, the course of three to four innings. It's just how it is. So they had him wash it off because they thought it was rosin. This time, I mean, it was brown on his pants. It looked like whether it was pine tar or sticky, whatever, spider, whatever it was, it wasn't rosin. So I think he would have learned his lesson. He didn't. Can't expect him to be the guy to, to learn from his mistakes. Hopefully he does. Yeah, that umpiring crew said that wasn't rosin. That that was illegal substance. Said it that was the stickiest hand they felt all season. That wasn't a Max Scherzer. Situation. This was the I believe this was the same crew that had Max Scherzer who tried to wash it with alcohol, knowing alcohol and rosin gets like crazy sticky. And this crew said Herman's hand was stickier, the stickiest hand they felt all year. Yeah. And it, it was kind of you know when he came in the dugout. His, some of the teammates came over, pitching coach came over, and they're like, touched his hand. And I was waiting for him to be like, it's not that bad. They all touched it and just like turned around and walked off. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I guess it is pretty bad because they didn't say a word. Yeah. You watch two guys like touch his hand and just, they just left. And that's I was like, you know okay, it's bad. Okay, okay. It must have been bad. Yeah. That's, that's what a bit of, if like they touched it and it was like, <laughs> you know, the pitching coach was like, Jesus, dude. Like on the replacements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or like well, our little giants if you you're probably too yes young. no i little did giants? watch the little giants the guy yeah. has all the sticky stuff on his hands yes yeah, that probably a lot of you got a few football references on this episode <laughs> one was accidental just because i had a brain fart but um arizona's on my mind because it's I, my next trip i'm going to la i'm going to i get to go be in the booth against the angels in la nice. pretty fired nice. up to watch that uh in person and call that game and then i'm going to arizona is Otani on the bump? Um, I haven't looked yet. I don't know. It's like a week away, so it'll right. be Monday. So yeah. less than a week. All right. So I have to. I, I, I'm sure that. I mean, it's a three game series, so good chance. I just got back from from Arizona for a graduation, so we went down to San Diego. We actually drove over to Phoenix. Uh, shout out Haley Cheney for graduating from Northern Arizona University with her physical training master's. Uh, got to try out a Tesla. For the first time, have you? Driven How a Tesla? fun are those? By the way, you tried I've driven it, them. Right? My uh, my neighbor has one. It's like the plaid version or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's how you say it. It's like zero to sixty in one point eight. They're quick. It's just crazy how it doesn't change gears, right? It's just like constant, like a big rubber band, just boom, yeah. and you're gone. You feel fast, but you feel under control because like, it's I- so smooth. Because you're not getting like the. <clears throat> like right. changing gears like a big you know like a muscle car or like a mustang or a corvette or something it's kind of scary how fast you get going that quick the speed limit in arizona at least in the, the high desert if you will uh it's 75 it right. most most you know mostly in california it's 65 i see 75 and i'm you know consistently going 83 i pass multiple like highway i'll set this puppy on 100 and go you know it's like yeah so, uh i'm not saying i didn't or i i, I didn't but if you I had to did, feel it, if it was yeah. open, like no one around you, like why not? If I did, I went one ten, and it felt completely comfortable. Really did. Like it didn't feel one ten. It felt like if I'm going eighty in my Jeep Wrangler back home, that's the equivalent of what the one ten felt in the Tesla. Well, <laughs> yeah, because like eighty in a Jeep, you start like like getting a little shake going you're like all right like one of these wheels if i hit a pothole is coming off i got the mud tires too so it just yeah yeah so you, you got like the grapplers on there so you can hear them uh-huh. yeah yeah it sounds like you're going 150 yeah i just want to reiterate your point about whether it's cheating or not cheating. 
is figuring out someone's signs cheating? No, not at all. Not at all. If you if you have an alternate camera somewhere like the Astros did and they're banging it, like that's cheating. The different conversation, different, completely. This is all like on the field, right? Like figuring this out within like the lines. Right. Like you're on the field. He's tipping his pitches. He even came out and said, Hey, I was tipping my pitches. Um, I played with Jay Jackson in the minor leagues with the oof, Padres. I think it was the Padres. Good dude. Good dude. Good stuff. Glad he got to the big leagues. Um, and I just I thought that was good of him to like go watch video and be like, oh, wow, that was me. Yeah. They're not cheating. Like yeah. that good on him for that. Cause he could have easily been like, Man, I've got my tits lit. Let me blame it on someone else. Yeah. A lot of people would do that. A lot of people have done that. And he just said, Man, this was me. I messed up. And that's like one of the best players in the world, too. Like, even if he didn't know what's coming, I threw him a cement mixer middle middle. Of course they hit on 450 feet to center field. That's yep. he hit 62 of those last year. So yeah. It, it, not when cheating. I my, when I part of the my, game, yeah. as much as you hate it, part of the game. Everybody's trying to get a leg up, and that is 100 percent legal. Every player in the league will tell you. That's that's legal. And there were some people, but baseball Twitter is a special place anyways, but like, man, I guarantee Judge gets plunked tomorrow. He's going to get one in the neck. Like, no, he's not because every player knows what happened is okay. And the, the Blue Jays are trying to find the same stuff on the Yankees pitchers because that's part of the game. Yeah. I'm done with it. My first college that I was at, University of San Francisco, NCAA, Division One. We were each pitcher had a role every single game. So relief pitcher and then starting pitchers who were not playing that day because you don't want to have your players sitting on the bench doing nothing. So every one of us had a role. It could be fetching foul balls, it could be bringing in equipment, taking baseballs to the umpire, etc. One of the roles that a pitcher would have every single game was literally sitting on the bench finding the best perspective and and viewing vantage points into the opposing dugout and trying to figure out the opposing team's signs. That that was fair play. That was completely fair play. And and it's not just pitches because a lot of times coaches would call pitches, even at that level, right? Yep. I'm now 12. Come on, Danny. Right. First name, last name. Could be your number. Number. Whatever, Anything, right? It could be the first base coach could be standing with his arms crossed. It could be oh, the yeah. first, you know, for sure, something like that. No doubt, arms crossed, arms down. And not only that, you can tell, like, oh, well, we have, we know when they're picking off, we know when they're pitching out, so we're gonna run. Yeah, part of the game. I think you can surmise it in this, and then we can move on. Is anything that is used strategically within the confines of the baseball field is fair play. Anything outside, including technology television that's that's not cool that 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 that's where you're talking about the houston astros and the now now there's a little twist to that because like i can go in between games and i can watch catchers right yeah and i can watch like if if they're giving signs or if it goes beyond that too like not rarely do guys give signs anymore because why would you if you don't have to worry about hiding it through pitchcom but a lot of catchers, if you watch, not a lot, some catchers are getting better with it, will give away breaking ball as they're setting up, especially with guys on base or with two strikes because they get a little wider so they can block it. Mm. Half the guys in the league go one knee, so that takes that away for the most part. But the guys that don't, 
their stance will get a little wider just so they are able to get down and block a pitch better. The more narrow they are, the harder it is to get spread out quick and block an 88 mile per hour slider in the dirt. So sometimes if I can watch video on that the day before that day, I'm not during the game, but that way, if I'm on second base and I see that, I, Hey, breaking ball, breaking ball's coming. Like in, but that I feel like that's within part of the game. That's just doing your study. It's the same as watching the pitcher. It's not like actively watching a, you know, a, a, the game and inside and calling pitches. That's that's different. But pitchcom kind of took away from that, anyways. Right. We could talk for days. You know, death know. taxes and unwritten. It's fun. But yeah, yeah, it is. But let's move on for the sake of for the sake of time here. Um, some teams stumbling out of the gates a little bit. Now I, I want to touch on each of them: uh, Mets, Padres, Cardinals. Cardinals are starting to play a little bit better. The Mets are not. Uh, your concern level with the Mets, uh, let's say on a scale of 1 to 10, what what would your panic meter be at with the New York Mets who are currently in fourth place? It is that? strong to quite strong. I'll go 7. That's high. It's high. It's high. They're 20 and 23. You could look at all the money they spent this offseason to build this monstrous team. Um, Verlander's back. He got crushed by the fans in his for, in his most recent outing, which I think that was just built up from everything. And he's the one that had to wear it. But um, Scherzer missed time. Verlander obviously missed time. Uh, they have a ton of guys hurt. Peterson's struggling. Uh, Carrasco, I think, is either back or very close to being back. So they'll get a little better. But he's not, he's not a superstar. But they need depth at this point. They need rotational depth. But if you look at it, they're 20 and 23, right? So... My main issue with this team is that they haven't been taking advantage of the weak teams, the weak opponents. They've lost series to the Reds, the Rockies, the Tigers, the Nationals. That can't happen, right? And I think the scary part is if you look at their schedule over the next, I don't know, four to five weeks, next, we'll say the next month, they have the Rays right now, they have the Guardians, they have the Phillies, they have the Blue Jays, and the Braves. Some very good baseball teams. Yeah. All right. So I feel like, I mean, it's kind of the gauntlet for them over this month, but it's like make or break. Do they, can they get hot and play good baseball against good teams and build that confidence and say, you know what, we are a good team because confidence is it's huge in the sport. Um, or <laughs> they could look up at the end of June and be 10 under 500. And now you're, you're praying to get hot in, in, in July and August and hope you can get a playoff spot. Mm. Not, I don't think, and you said this earlier. I thought this was a good point. Like they're not worried about winning the division. I think they know how good the Braves are. They know how good they are too. They're just they're underperforming severely and they're hurt. They're not worried. You don't have to win the division in this new postseason structure. Right. You just got to get in. Right. So I will. That's all my negative talk on the Mets. I do want to throw in a little bit of a slice of positivity for any Mets fans out there. All right. So through through forty games. The 2022 Phillies were 18 and 22. The 2021 Braves were 19 and 21. The 2019 Nationals, remember them sneaking in the playoffs, were 16 and 24. They went on that run in the second half. They're unbelievable. Um, so all three of those made it to the World Series. Hmm. Two of them won the World Series. So with that roster that. that the Mets have, the talent that is there, let's not completely count them out yet because of a rough 40 what 43 games they're into now 20 and 23 yeah so it's still a possibility don't count them out still a possibility and we've seen it from a team the last 
outside of the 2020 season, the last three full seasons of baseball, we've seen teams have awful 40-game starts and then get to a World Series. So are they that team this year? We'll see how they get through June because it's going to be a it's going to be a bloodbath. The Mets last year, I've com- I've compared them to the Los Angeles Clippers of the NBA, and, and forgive me for those who are not NBA fans. If anybody's ever heard of the term load management, I've often referred to the Mets as using that strategy because last year they tried using it with DeGrom, who has dealt with injuries in his past. They tried doing it with Scherzer. Basically, they're trying to get their guys to be healthy all at the right time, but, but they're trying to they're very intentional about it. Like, like they're going to, they're putting guys on IL, like uh, uh, Justin Verlander at the start of the season. He said it himself. He said, if it was the playoffs, I'd be pitching right now, but I'm going to start the season on the IL and just, just get back healthy. Mm -hmm. To your point, I don't think they care about winning the national league East. They just care about getting into the dance. What I worry about it is we've seen it with the Los Angeles Clippers is you intend on having all your guys healthy, but you can't always predict, a back spasm in October. You can't always predict a sore arm in September. So it's all great in theory. You want your guys healthy at the right time, but it's not a perfect formula. So that's my biggest worry with the Mets is I get what they're trying to do and they've been doing it for years now. And especially when you have an aging pitching staff with Scherzer and Verlander, you want to have them right for the right times, but it's not a perfect formula. You can't just say, look, we want Scherzer and Verlander. We want them healthy in October we're just going to let we're just going to rest them for too much it doesn't work like that sometimes right. it's better for guys to just just keep on pitching cuz as soon as you let that arm go as soon as you even give it a rest your arm kind of likes the rest and all of a sudden it, it, the soreness increases it's kind of weird how pitching can work like that so it's tough it's tough because you want to like you're saying but you also want to make sure they're peaking and still strong like that second half right that second half push like post all-star break I just don't think load management is a perfect formula. I don't. It depends on the guy, I guess. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, like I said, don't count them out. They're only a game and a half. It's it's mid May. <laughs> is it mid May? What is it? May seventeenth. Yeah, mid May. And um, it's kind of they're, ga- they're a game and a game and a half out of the playoffs. So it's not like they're dead. Yeah, they still have really good players. They're just they're underperforming. Let's move on. Walker Bueller said that he's intending on pitching in the playoffs. By the way, for the Dodgers, I believe it. Coming off Tommy John, that would be that would be huge. It'd be huge. The guys, guys come back. They have their velocity, but it's like command. I feel like that touch feel for off speed is like not there yet. We saw it with Otani when he came back. Seen it with uh, several Dustin May when he came back. Mm-hmm. Like the touch feel wasn't there for like command and for like all the off speed pitches. But right. who knows? Everybody's different. I have something weird for you. Speaking of the Dodgers, Dustin May among all qualified starting pitchers according to Baseball Savant has the fewest amount of swings and misses. He's generating the fewest. A guy that throws 97, 98, 99 mile an hour sinker ballers and on the hands, and he has the fewest amount of swings and misses. He's having a really strong season, by the way, Dustin May. He's a 2-5 ERA. Um, so I have healthy. a question. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up. Let's, or you can. You probably have it up. Look up Dustin May's walk rate. This is, I'm pulling this out of my hat. I'm just trying to create a theory. Is his walk rate pretty low? You think he's just attacking hitters right now? I think maybe guys are just being aggressive and knowing he's going to be in the zone. And you got to realize his slider is, is hard. So everything's hard. He doesn't have anything to like a big differential in speed. 
So his walk rate's at 8.7%, which is... that's What's the league average? Probably 10? 7.4. Oh, 7.4. I was way off. All right. So it's a All little right, above so the league average. A little above. Okay, so that doesn't... I'm just trying to figure it out, too. Like, maybe he's predictable early in counts. Maybe he's, you know, I don't know. You'd think he would have some good put-away stuff, but... It was just something I saw today, and I thought it was interesting. That's interesting. That's super interesting. League average walk rate this year. If you go to just like baseball savant and you look at his page or, or baseball reference, I think at the bottom of like savant definitely says it like it, it'll be like 2023 and right below that, it'll say like league or MLB and then all in gray and it'll have all the league averages for all the stats. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't, don't mark my words on the 8.7. I think that's correct. But anyways, I thought it was interesting. Um, Let's, we can move on. St. Louis Cardinals don't love what I'm seeing out in St. Louis right now. A combination of things. Uh, three points. Number one, it started with the benching of Tyler O'Neill and manager Ali Marmol decided to go public with that. We both disagreed with that. Number two, they opted to go public with Wilson Contreras. Not They took away his catching duties. They said that he's not going to be catching for the foreseeable future. He will be available to potentially play outfield or DH. And within a week, they said he's going back to the catching position. They did not have to go public with that. It would have been very easy for the Cardinals to say, Wilson Contreras is dealing with a finger issue. An sore knee. Issue, a sore <laughs> knee. So yeah. he's not going to be catching for a week. Instead, it just, they decide to everything put their guy under, the, I, under the bus like that. For, a, for an organization who's known for having good feel. Right. <laughs> There's been zero. I I don't want to. I do want to blame the manager for the Tyler O'Neill stuff because that's a behind the closed doors conversation. Tyler O'Neill's not a guy you have to pump up or blow him up in public to make him play hard. He plays hard. He's like the Harrison Bader type player. And um, I mean, look at his body. Guy clearly works his ass off. You know what I mean? He's jacked. That doesn't just happen. So that was dumb. You're gonna lose respect from your veterans from square one doing that. Uh, and then, yeah, man, you signed this guy in the offseason and Will Contreras to a five-year, $87.5 million deal to be your catcher. Did they expect him to be Yachty Molina? Because no one is Yachty Molina. So that, that, that can't happen. My biggest issue with that whole situation is them pointing fingers and placing blame and not having their pitchers look in the mirror and say, I'm not executing pitches. It has nothing to do with your catcher. At the end of the day, you can say, oh, I don't like throwing to him or he's calling the wrong pitch. Then get a pitch calm and call your pitches like Shohei does. Call your own pitches or shake. You don't have to throw what he pushes. If you don't, you don't have to get along with a guy to execute pitches. That's an, that's a cop out. Make your pitches. It's the big leagues. You're a big leaguer. It's no one else's fault if you don't make a pitch except for your own. But if you're so reliant on Yachty Molina for 18 years and all of a sudden flip of a switch. Yachty doesn't throw the pitch. And, and Yachty doesn't right? play 162 like, games. It's not, it's not like he's behind the plate. So, oh man, right. now I'm going to get really get out there and finish my breaking ball because he's behind the plate. You know what I mean? You're a, you're a pitcher. You know that. Like if you either are going to execute your pitch or you're not. If you don't agree with the pitch calling, this is something pregame when you have your advanced meeting and your game plan meeting. This is what I want to do. This is what I like to throw 3 2. If I'm down 2 0, 3 1, I like to throw my cutter. That's the plan. If he doesn't call it, you shake your head. I know the pitch clock can, you know, a lot of guys don't like to shake because they're in a hurry. Call your own pitches. 
Stop blaming other people. It's the big leagues. Do your job. Yeah, I'm glad that you're kind of calling out St. Louis's pitchers and just telling them to look in the mirror a little bit because and I, I think I think they are. I mean, they came yes. to Boston and put a whooping on the Red Sox, who were on a eight game heater. Sox were playing good, and they came in with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. You know, Arnado had been, not been playing well. He was hitting 230 coming into the series. Hit a homer in every game. He's homered in five straight now. They just for Danny two Stans. nights ago put up an 18 piece McNugget on Milwaukee. Ham, they're 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 playing good ball now. Goldsmith's playing good ball. He has been all year, but getting Arnado going, poof, I think they start heating up. Don't count that team out. I know they're way out of it right now, but here, they're coming. In yeah. the words of Deion Sanders, we coming. I said my <laughs> concerns were threefold. I mentioned the Tyler O'Neill situation, the Wilson Contreras. The third point I wanted to mention was, and it feeds into your point, is that they asked Jack Flaherty after the game because his velocity was down after a start, and they said. You know, do you have any explanation for why your velocity might be down? And he immediately got a little hostile and said, I'm not answering any more questions about my velocity. Yeah, I saw um, that. You don't understand. I'm paraphrasing. But he basically told the reporter, if you're questioning my velocity, it means you don't understand pitching. Yeah, he said, look, I, he said, if I have a guy on second base and, uh, you know, a big time hitter up, I'll pump it up. But I'm pitching to the situation is what he said. I think it's a very fair question. If your velocity is oh, down. Guys do that. Scherzer does that. Verlander's always done that. All the best pitchers in the game. First couple innings, nobody on. They're sitting lower velocity, and then they're up higher. But from now, a if you're reporter, not able to get higher and you're sitting low the whole time, that's that's the problem. But don't you think it's fair for a reporter to ask, "Hey, your velocity's down"? It, it is fair, is but I think it? something we we are forgetting. Like he was pissed and he was frustrated, sure. and you get to talk to these guys right after the game, and they're still pissed and frustrated, and they didn't play well, and they're not going to give you the most thought out answer because they're they're seeing red flaherty's been through a lot of injuries he's gone through a lot of failure after having a ton of success when he came up it is hard to go to the field every day after knowing knowing how good you are and you're capable of being and not being able to pull that out of your body so he's frustrated man and he's sick of answering these same questions over and over again when he's not sitting 95 yeah all right so we, we forget that there's a human aspect. I know they make a shit ton of money. It's the big leagues. It's the pinnacle of the sport. They have to stand in front of their locker and answer questions. But they're still humans, and he was pissed. So I didn't read too much into that just because of the human aspect. Because he Could he handle it better? Yeah. Did he? It's okay. Like It's okay to be pissed sometimes, but you're going to have to deal with social media after that. So your concern level for the Cardinals on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being – most panicked, zero being the least panicked. What's crazy is like of the teams you're asking me, they probably have the worst record. Yeah, they're 17 and 26, four and a half out of a playoff spot last in their division. I actually have less panic for them than I do the Mets. I agree. I with give you. it a, I give it like a four and a half, five. A lot of that has to do with their division, I think. With their division and then the guys within the team and the, the way they're playing right now. So now they're like waking up like, oh, we can, we got it. Like we can do this. We can play good baseball. We can pitch. We can hit. All right, now we go. So I want to see over how the next month goes, and then we'll we'll revisit this. Last team I want to mention before we wrap up shop is the San Diego Padres. I went to Monday night's game against Kansas City. Beside the team, beside what the record says, beside what the numbers say, the scene in San Diego right now is unbelievable. The San Diego Padres logo and their attire has become a style down there like it's crazy you played down there in san diego when times weren't great i was down there for school when times weren't great it is completely switched over everybody is again regardless of the record they absolutely could be playing better it just got swept by the dodgers 
But right now, like that city is completely behind the team. It's a Monday yeah. night against Kansas City. This place was sold out. I understand it was Manny Machado bobblehead night. Got you one. Yeah, I got me a Manny Machado bobblehead. I understand it was Manny Machado bobblehead night, but there wasn't an open seat on a Monday night against Kansas City. On a Monday night, that's that doesn't happen five years ago. You know, that's like a a Friday Saturday versus the Dodgers, and it's sixty percent Dodger fans. Yeah, it's incredible. And meanwhile, just up in in the same state, the state of California, Oakland had two thousand fans Monday night in their ballgame. So. Uh, yeah. obviously there's that's a little bit deeper of a conversation for another time but yeah no good for the Padres and their yeah. fan and their, their their fan base and that's great but they're not playing good right now they're not I mean what they've they, they uh this year versus the Dodgers they've lost five of six they just got a little broed pretty hard nice they just uh yeah they got a little broed pretty hard out in LA and I think they've lost what eight of their last 10 yeah eight of their last 10 yeah they've lost that not good. Um, I I'm not panicking on this team. They're three under five hundred. Same thing as the Mets. Like they don't have to win that division. I think they actually have the same record as the Mets. They do. Yeah, twenty 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 three game and a half back of a wild card. I hate talking about a wild card in May, but it's a good measuring point. Um, their lineup is so stacked. At some point, they're gonna get hot and and explode and carry them for a month and go on a run. They have to, right? They have. They're that good. They they have to. Three or four guys get like scorching hot and just carry them. They score eight runs a game for a month. Like that's how good they are. They're going to, um, if they stay healthy, they're not going to win the division. Dodgers go win the division, but we can keep talking about how that doesn't matter. You get a if you can ha- get a buy for the first round, great. If not, you still get in. Just get into the tournament. Um, so I'm uh, my panic meter on the on the Padres is pretty low just based off of how good their offense is mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll go five i'll go right in the mid-range just don't worry about juan soto you can worry about the team a lot of people are concerned about soto everything is pointing in the right direction his chase rate is tops in the league his hard hit percentage is upper 95th percentile um and in his expected batting average expected slugging percentage they're all tops yeah. So everything but, is pointing in the right direction for Soto. Don't be concerned about him. Yeah. Before we leave the NL West, I just want to shout out the Dodgers, man. They got hot. Yeah. They got hot. And I, I was just digging into them because there was a lot of talk this offseason of, man, they're not going for it. They didn't do much this offseason. They lost their shortstop in Gavin Lux in, in spring training. They have all these holes. Listen, I think Andy Friedman knows what he's doing <laughs> in seven years with the team. They've averaged 104 wins. Averaged. Okay. You can't go all in every season. And I know you're going to say, oh, they're saving for Otani. They they probably are. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like you look at a model of the best teams, they don't go all in every year because number one, it depletes your farm system. Number two, you get stuck with long-term contracts, <clears throat> San Diego Padres, and you're going to have old players at some point where if you go all in for two or three years, then for six or seven years, you're you're screwed, <laughs> right? So I think LA's model has been ideal. You lock up your superstars, and then you're kind of just – I mean, he came over from Tampa where they started that analytical rage, right, where that really changed the whole league. You can say Oakland with Billy Bean and Moneyball and all that, but Oakland, I thought, I mean, Tampa Bay did the best, did the most with it over the past few years, over the past 10 years. Um, 
And then he comes over to LA and brings that with all, the, and then has all the money and the financial side of it to do both. And we're seeing, like I said, they average 104 wins the last seven seasons in a row. That is ridiculous. So Dodgers got hot. They're playing really good baseball right now. They've won nine of 10 at home. They just swept the Padres. I mean, they're, I mean, while we're in, I I just got to at least shout out the Diamondbacks because they're, <laughs> and I think you called it. Didn't you call it preseason? You're like, the Diamondbacks are my black sheep. Like, or, uh, we both you... did. We both, I don't want to take full black sheep. I was far from the first guy on the bandwagon. Dark horse, I... black sheep, dark horse, same thing. I kind of like black sheep though. Yeah, but that means something else. I'm mm. kind of, I mean, <laughs> they kind of are the black sheep. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. They're good. Corbin Carroll, Gallon, Athletic. Tori Lavello. I love Tori. He was our bench coach in Boston when we won a World Series. Good dude. Great dude. But um, that's that's a fun division. Fun division for sure. We're having some new developments with the podcast, as we mentioned. Our goal is to have a Power Rankings episode every Monday, and then we will have an additional episode later on in the week. So two episodes. Yeah, just like news and updates for. later in the week, like yeah. what we're doing right now. Just kind of catch you up on the week of baseball previous and then... I like starting like the power rankings. I think that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Do you, do you want to do like each of us have our own list or do you want to like make, I think we make, I think we should talk and make one list. We'll discuss. We'll chat. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll talk. Work in progress. Yeah. Regardless, this episode was brought to you by Bet Online. You can catch all of us on our YouTube pages, social media pages. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. And now you can also watch us on the new Believe Sports TV channel, which is exciting stuff. Well, Middlebrook, Dane Yeti, Wake and Ray Podcasting. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Talk to you guys all soon. Peace.